and white at night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. A win is a win is a win. Mitch Marner, part of the OT winner. The Leafs 2, Senators 1 from Scotiabank Arena. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along via Twitter. Many thanks to Kyle Norris and Josh Santos for their hard work behind the scenes. Sometimes, Gord, you have to win games this type of way. Michael Hutchinson, I thought, was very, very solid, but... I think Ottawa deserves a lot of credit for the way they played the Maple Leafs in this game. And we talked about this a lot already this year. Uh, the role of spoiler. Don't overlook the Ottawa Senators down the stretch, but Leafs win it in overtime. Yeah, they win it. The Leafs win it 2-1 in overtime. But the uh, Ottawa, 50 minutes of the game, really, it's a real strong road game by the Ottawa Senators. To your point, Nick, give them full marks. They're not really playing for anything. But, you know, for them, a point on the road is a real plus. And then the Toronto Maple Leafs, who... I want to say let the Ottawa Senators, but the Ottawa Senators basically took the game of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then you saw the freewheeling at the end. The Senators were kind of hanging on for dear life at the end of regulation time. And then in overtime, you had a few chances. A little bit weird getting two penalty calls. You don't see very many, so the Leafs had to kill one off uh, a penalty kill situation. And then on the power play, I love it. Don't overthink it. We're looking at it. said, hey, did he put four forwards out there? Yeah. yeah. He put his four best forwards, Sheldon Keefe did. Marner back at the point. Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, they're out there as they have the power play. And as you heard, you know, we, we talk about, Marner made a real good defensive play. They win the offensive faceoff. Marner's playing point, and he keeps it in just barely. And then ultimately, he's the guy that's searching for who to take the shot. He tries Matthew once. He tries another one. And then he takes the shot, which I wish he'd do a little more often. And Mitch Marner scores the game-winning goal. So, uh, on the uglier side compared to the two other games this year, but it's a it's a win. Leafs get two points on the Florida Panthers today. Yeah, it's very well put. Again, of course, earlier today at the Bell Center in Montreal, the Florida Panthers falling 4 nothing. The Monday's opponent, of course, the Panthers at Scotiabank Arena. Sasha Barkov, the captain of the Panthers, going out with a lower body injury this afternoon, so we'll see if he plays in that game. But no doubt, I think from the Leafs' perspective, not every game is going to be a Picasso. I think we witnessed that tonight. And I got to think Ottawa deserves a lot of credit for the way they played the Maple Leafs tough in this game. Um, I thought Craig Anderson was really good. And my first star of the day is Sheldon Keefe finding a way to insulate Michael Hutchinson, who I thought was really good in this game, makes 24 saves. But you sprinkle him in, your team's well-rested, following you know a practice, loud music, a practice, uh, a rest day. You're playing Ottawa on the back-to-back. It made a lot of sense, and now you give, what, Freddie Anderson a, what, four or five-day rest before a big-time a big time game against Florida on Monday. I don't get as hepped about it. Like, I, yeah. I, I would have ridden Freddie, I, and, but I give him full marks. Michael Hutchinson played really, really well, and I know there's, t- I know there's spots that he, want, he needs to find to spell Freddie Anderson beyond the very few back-to-backs they have. But I just thought, Nick, with the long break Freddie just had, that he appeared rested in that. But, hey, if you want to be like Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak and you're saying, yeah, you know what, we want Freddie to play a lot of games in the playoffs, I mean, that's really where it really comes into play. If you only play seven, it's really not that big a deal. And uh, certainly, yeah, it seemed to have a backup goaltender at least can do the job right now because they lost so many points earlier in the year that way. So, I, you know, the other part about it, like Sheldon Keefe's ways are his ways. So, you know, the music at practice, all that stuff, like, it's great. Don't get me wrong, it's great, but, boy, you win a couple of games and you're like the hockey messiah. Then you lose a couple. And it's like, what's going on? You know, just that's the great thing about being a fan. Whatever. He's got his own particular style. I respect it. It's different, and the team seems to be uh, the team seems to uh, like his approach and receptive to it. And that's the important part. The important part is they got three wins this week, and this was this was the grimmest part of the Sheldon Keefe tenure. Those previous six games, they needed to get back on track. And they did, and I'll give the coach some big marks like you did for why they did. And again, if you're just tuning in, the Maple Leafs winning 2-1 in OT here at Scotiabank Arena against the Ottawa Senators. That's three in a row following uh, the, the bye week all-star break. 19-7-3, um, and three, by the way, now under Sheldon Keefe. The power play, two for three in this game. They score in a four on three, as Gord alluded to. They went with four forwards on the power play there in OT. Nice little shot from Mitch Marner wins it. The Toronto power play under Sheldon Keefe, now 22 for 68. But certainly one of those nights where the offense wasn't really firing, I would also you know, say that the bottom six was probably better than the top six in this game. Jason Spezza played with a lot of flavor in this game, and understandably so, playing one of his former mates. And 
You think in the back of his mind, he thought back to opening night, Gore, the game we always like to bring up where he was making coffees in the press box as opposed to playing his former team on the ice. I thought Spezza was good. Now up to eight goals on the year as a Maple Leaf. Um, We like to sort of implant that memory, and I'm sure he's bigger than that in many ways, but he's also human. And yeah, that was embarrassing. That was uh, out of line. That was unnecessary. And that in a lot of ways, it's, you know, the little things make the big things. Uh, And the little things that Babcock curiously taking him to task. Remember, in, it became a preseason story. Like Jason the, the Spezza. Feud. I thought they're going to yeah. fight at WrestleMania, well, Gord. Can he fit into this system? And he's got he's learning some things. And you're kind of going, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, what do you mean? Like, that's, you signed him. You know, you, you signed him willingly. He I came thought he went willingly. to, like, go meet with him, too. Well, that was a story. I would think so. It, yeah. To me, it sounded like he was pissed at Kyle Dubas for signing him. So, anyway, <laughs> point being, this is he's done it twice this week. This is exactly what you wanted Jason Spezza for. And he got a little more ice time tonight because, the, the, so as you said, the Leafs win 2-1 in overtime. But the mystery of why Kasperi Kapitan was not in the lineup apparently is going to be, this is a bit of a whodunit tonight that Sheldon Keefe didn't duck it, that it's not injury-related. They say Kasperi Kapitan was a healthy scratch for whatever reasons. And, of course, trade rumors started flying about that. <laughs> but at least we'll find, find out. So a little bit of theater by Sheldon Keefe, the head coach. It is, and we will find out. But again, as I speculated on social media, you got to be careful with this stuff. If, if it was a trade, we would have known by now. Somebody, Elliot Friedman, Chris Johnson, would have come out with it. I would have to think it's discipline-based, whether it be something. I don't I can't even speculate on that front. But to have a coach wait till after the game to say, yeah, he, he's actively in a trade, I don't think it's that. I think it's more performance-based because Kaepernick hasn't been great the last little while. I wonder if they're just sending a message here. Yeah, I've been using the line, been off his oats of late. I said that about yeah, Freddie. It's fair. And and and, and keep in mind, because Perry Kaepernick's a guy that Sheldon Keefe coached with the Toronto Marlies. You know, he knows him well as far as buttons to push. We saw, you know, Nashville, hey, it gets serious now. So against the Leafs, Ryan Johansson only played 10 minutes after he was minus two. Well, guess what? Nashville won their next two games. Ryan Johansson played pretty well. Yeah. So John Hines lighting a fighter. Ball. Yeah, just the uh. kind of thing. There, there, there's not points to be blown in this particular case. Yeah, no, I'm buying that for sure. So we'll find out again from Sheldon Keefe. Also should note uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by a little later on from Scotiabank Arena. And we'll get his thoughts on this 2-1 OT win here for the Maple Leafs. Three in a row out of the break. Impressive week overall. Uh, you know, you go into Nashville after the break, you win that one. You go into Dallas, win that one. And then a bit of a lull in this one, but you find a way. You're going to have to win ugly sometimes. I feel like this one is ugly. Mitch Marner, the OT winner. And there's a lot to take from this one, but let's not forget the game coming up Monday night against the Florida Panthers, Gord. Yes. And, you know, not looking ahead to the we Florida game. We have it on the, on the fan. Well, we have, by the yeah, we have it right here on Sportsnet 590, the fan. We're looking forward to it. We'll be down at Scotiabank Arena. And we've talked about it just a, a number of times that that's been the most disappointing performance of the season for the Maple Leafs that game in Florida in. And I think it's almost like Maple Leaf fans, they're not getting, didn't seem to be educated that this is your arch rival this year. It's not Buffalo, Montreal, Ottawa, Boston, who you're more used to. It's Florida. Uh, three games left against the Panthers, three games left against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Panthers in particular, but also the Lightning to a degree. These are the teams you are battling for the top three spots in the Atlantic division. These are your most important games, and you play like anything but that Sunday night in Florida. So what should be a nondescript Monday, you think, in Toronto against the Florida Panthers ends up being as big a game of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So you look at the standings, the Boston Bruins are playing right now against Minnesota. Last I checked, they're up 4 nothing, so they're going to probably cruise to victory and move to 74 points after 53 games. Tampa's playing later tonight on the back-to-back, as we know, against the San Jose Sharks. They have 67 points right now. Uh, they're four points clear, but same number of games as the Maple Leafs after tonight. Toronto moves into third in the Atlantic Division with this win. They've played 52 now at 63 points. And again, we we talked about the Panthers, a 4-0 loss at the Bell Centre this afternoon. The Panthers, however, important to note, Gord, as we move forward here into the month of February, games in hand. The Panthers have two games in hand here on the Maple Leafs and also the Tampa Bay Lightning and also the Boston Bruins. So they could be a... A legitimate mover here down the stretch, but certainly I think you got to take care of your own card, and the Maple Leafs did so tonight. But I think you're totally right in bringing that up, and we'll talk about that a lot over the next couple weeks. you got to find a way to get points and points in regulation against these teams you're, you're jockeying with playoff positioning for because I think we can both agree. Like we, we both feel very strongly about this Maple Leafs team making the Stanley Cup playoffs, but you got to wonder about what do they want to do in the playoffs? You want to do something significant in the playoffs. I think you want to eye home ice advantage. I think it's a bit of a stretch to look at first in the division with Boston, the way that team's played this year. 
But I want to hunt down Tampa right now, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, why stop at that? So th that's what was interesting, how quickly things changed. And, and they do. Yeah. Uh, in the playoff, that all of a sudden the Leafs seem firmly entrenched in the Atlantic Division. Started to talk about home ice advantage. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, you have six below normal games. And then the wrong teams start winning both uh, Tampa Bay and Florida, but also some other Metropolitan Division teams like Columbus that are, you know, now trying to knock you out for a wild card spot. And two weeks later... You're all of a sudden looking like, wow, we were talking home ice advantage, and now we're talking about scrambling for the playoffs. And that's why you, you could not have withstood a Valley being lower than they did before the All-Star break. You know, you know, many more games like that, then all of a sudden you get into San Jose Shark territory yeah. where it just becomes insurmountable. And again, a lot can change, but when you look at both conferences right now, it seems like there's going to be more of a playoff battle in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. There seems to be a bit of separation, and we'll see what happens tomorrow in Montreal as well, the, uh, the Habs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. But it looks like right now it's going to be a battle of eight positions for ten teams. And the outside looking in as we speak right now, it's the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes, but teams like Philadelphia, big win for the Flyers tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Columbus uh, falling in OT to the Buffalo Sabres earlier today. But all in all, it looks like it's going to be 10 for eight positions. So the Maple Leafs know what's in front of them, uh, know how strong the Metro has been this season. And I can't wait to see what unfolds here in the next little while, Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I, I was in Buffalo today as far as it goes. Yeah, and, you were. Uh, Double yeah. duty for Gordon Stiller. Yeah, that's right. And we got him. Yeah in Buffalo today as uh, as far as it went for that. And the game went into, you know, it was interesting to see that the Toronto Maple Leafs have all this offense and neither Columbus nor Buffalo was a pretty tight checking game this afternoon. Uh, the the uh, This afternoon it was a tight checking game that way between Columbus and Buffalo that way. And yeah. then tonight the Ottawa Senators did the same. So just a very different, you know, kind of climate because we've been used to the, hey, the Toronto Maple Leafs just got four uh, eight consecutive games with road games with at least four goals apiece, right? And uh, that and that is kind of what you hope they can keep going. And to their credit, they got a chance to turn it on in overtime. And first they had to kill off a penalty in overtime, which is hard to do because they're four on threes. But they had the the big guns were flying by the end tonight. Got to be a good walk to the subway tonight because your Maple Leafs victorious two one here in OT against the Ottawa Senators against Mitch Marner against excuse me Mitch Marner on the power play. This is Leafs Nation post game brought to you by your GTA Act your retailers Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick breaking it all down again. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will jump on in mere moments. We'll go inside the locker room and we must hear from Sheldon Keith yeah. to find out what's going on with our guy Kasperi Kapanen. The you know? mystery about yeah. Kasperi Kapanen being a healthy scratch. I'm shocked nobody in the last three hours has figured out what's going on here. Well, you know, hey, they what, they keep it close to the vest. The fact Apparently that she, the, so. the fact that Sheldon Keefe even addressed it means that it's got. Otherwise, he would just leave it alone. He'd just say that's something for Kyle Dubas to talk about. You know, yeah. nothing like that. You know, we don't talk about that. But he just said there is a particular reason. So it'll be interesting to see what that reason may be, and and we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. Himself will hear from many of the players involved in tonight's win. Boy, you know, the walk to the subway, it's funny. There's other games that have been more exciting, and uh, like the Winnipeg game. But when you, you know, you, you still get a point, but when you lose in a shootout or over or overtime, it's, it's just not the taste. same, right? Yeah, yeah. So tonight, these fans who really did not see an epic Toronto Maple Leaf performance, <laughs> if you're a Leaf fan, you're walking away very happy, especially with the drama of the victory at the I, end. I, th I honestly think it's like a positive thing because uh, I think you look at the way Ottawa plays. There are a lot of teams um, in the running right now, Carolina, Columbus, who are not going to try to beat you with their offense. Granted, I get it. Like Ottawa on paper doesn't have, you know, the guys that can get the job done, you know, the big boys in this league. But I think it's important to to note and, and, and showcase and demonstrate you can win games like this and grind it out. Because come the Stanley Cup playoffs, scored, they're not scoring four, four or five every night. Teams are going to find a way to uh, stifle them defensively, a la what Ottawa, I felt, did tonight, limiting Toronto's time and space. And it just gets more amplified come the springtime. So I think it's important now when the game, I don't want to say they don't matter as much because the games are important for the Maple Leafs right now, but you find a way to win different ways because that's, Pretty much how the Stanley Cup playoffs goes now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, this certainly was a different way today against the Ottawa Senators. Did want to mention one thing because I said I was earlier today, and I, I'm, I'm glad I'm good on social media because it was not explained when you're in the building. I was yeah. there with a bunch of people in the stands. Uh, our son Justin's hockey team was down there for a tournament. So catching the Buffalo-Columbus game, uh, the fans could have got pretty ugly there. They didn't. They're very supportive. <laughs> but Lee fans can identify when, yes, you know, it's yes. becoming not a fun year again. 
So they come up with the win and Jack Eichel, just a great goal in overtime. But I was perplexed. I'm going, am I seeing things that only two members of the Columbus Blue Jackets were standing out there for the national anthems? And uh, yeah, they did the Kobe Bryant tribute number eight, Zacharensky, Gerby number 24. So that was what they did. I don't know. I know different, you know, guys, uh, John Gibson had a mask, yeah. uh, a tribute in his, certainly on the NBA side. There's been a lot of um, great tributes out there, but certainly, and again, watching the Australian Open, the women's unseated player winning this morning. We'll have the men's final tomorrow, but just about the kind of respect these elite athletes have for each other because uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a small, small club to be at that level. So, I mean, I, I, I like all these little little and big gestures because they really come from the heart as far as respect goes. How about Gord Stelic in attendance for a Nathan Gerby revenge game way back when he was a member of the Buffalo Sabres? On that note, before There was no the video. There was no tribute. Oh, sad. That, that's sad. Oh, you know this... what they do? They do great alumni trip, um, highlights. They do, do they? great highlights. They do the uh, spinning of the wheel when well, Punch Imlac was the Jenner first Rett. general manager yeah. uh, and getting Gilbert Perot. They do the French Connection line. Yeah. They do the Mayday call. Um, they do, you know, Chris Drury and 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 uh, Mike Pe- Michael Pekka and on and on and on. They've really done a great job that way, as have the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I just hadn't been to Buffalo firsthand for a while to catch a game. I want to note, too, as we head to break, uh, it is wacky season in the NHL world with the deadline, what, 23 days away. Just be careful what you read, first and foremost, on social media. Make sure there's a blue verification mark beside it. People were going crazy earlier tonight with Kapanen being a healthy scratch and Matt Dumba wearing Bryant on his back because he wears number 24. They couldn't spot him in the pregame skate. It, it just, it, it's wacky season. So that's all I got to say on that. The Maple Leafs win 2-1 here in OT. Mitch Marner, the winner, just getting started here. Other side, we'll go to Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. We got to find out what's going on with Kasperi Kapanen, among other things, and get you set for Monday night, Scotiabank Arena, it's the Maple Leafs hosting the Florida Panthers. Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick, you're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Breaking down, what's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Nearside Willie. Back it goes to Marner. Marner with Matthews who takes the pass, doesn't shoot it. Sends it back to Marner. Marner to Nylander to Marner and a shot scores! Holy Mackinac! The Leafs winning in overtime! There you have it, Mitch Marner's 14th of the year on the power play in OT. The difference, Toronto edging Ottawa 2-1. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Twitter. At the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stelic. You can also give Gord your Super Bowl picks as we move on here, move forward. Uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by. We'll go inside the locker room. We're waiting still here on Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, and we're waiting the mystery of Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, he's promised... To, to reveal why he was apparently a healthy scratch tonight. Well, I might explain a couple of things because I'm just looking at the stats for tonight's game. So, you know, injuries and other things. First of all, Mitch Marner played a phenomenal amount of time, 25 minutes, 28 seconds. Now he plays a lot in overtime, so that, but that's still a lot of minutes. Tyson Berry, 27-11. Again, he played a little bit overtime because he took a penalty yeah. in overtime. So he didn't play a ton, but, you know, with Morgan Riley out, and just reading the flow that Tyson Berry really had it tonight. So he played the most minutes. Leafs outshoot Ottawa 36-25. Most shots, Jason Spets at six. So all of a sudden you're seeing from the limited fourth line guy, you know, to getting, and that and that was part of with Kapanen being out, Jason Spets, 10 minutes, 33 seconds. It's not like he's playing 16 minutes, but he normally plays around seven. So he got about, say, three and a half more minutes. So he took those and just a little bit more of that offensive firepower from the old days when he would score 30-plus goals. Yeah, I thought Spezzo was extremely efficient. Again, we talked about the narrative earlier on that he was a healthy scratch in his first game and the other side of the Battle of Ontario. So no doubt that's got to be internally weighing on the players. So he gets a second opportunity. I thought he was really good in this game. And echoing your sentiments on Tyson Berry, I, I told you while we were watching this game, one of his best games I've seen him play as a Maple Leaf uh, he was flying defensively, wasn't giving the puck away the the way he you know he has been prone to do before. And I thought he was moving the puck like it was one of those types of games that you're 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 you're, you're feeling positive about Tyson Berry and the way he's playing. The way you know we all know his game. It's more of a skill game, run your power play type game, move the puck type game. And all in all, I, I think the confidence is growing. We've seen the point production pick up the last little while, but. 
I think it's starting to go, and he's starting to motor a bit here, Tyson. Well, Barry. it's uh, it's what you got him for. That's how he played with the Colorado Avalanche, and you know there can be little you know tweaks and surprises sometimes. Like look at the Los Angeles Kings, and I know most people don't see the Western Conference teams as much, but you yeah. can. There's all kinds. There's the there, there's the Rogers NHL package. There's just there's all kinds of ways you can see it nowadays. But you know, for example, last year Jake Muzzin, I think for most people. He was as advertised. I think people thought he found him a little slower than they thought because they play, playing with Drew Doughty probably made him Fair. a little bit slower, but also had a harder shot than people thought. You know, as yeah. far as what, but basically, a Jake, you know, the Jake Muzzin game is what Jake Muzzin's brought to the Toronto Hard Maple Leafs. Yeah. So it was perplexing that there was no like there was no Tyson Berry game early on. It was just and and as we found out, he was biting his lip a whole lot because Mike Babcock wanted to change that game. And then of late, he's played way better under Sheldon Keefe, but he's had one or two little lulls, and he was among those uh, with uh, the six games before the All-Star break. But you're right. This, this, was, this was the vintage Tyson Berry-type game tonight, and they, and they really needed it. No doubt about that. So the Maple Leafs win it 2-1 here in OT against the Ottawa Senators. Mitch Marner, uh, the power play OT winner for this Maple Leafs team, now 19-7-3 and since Sheldon Keefe took over. By the way, just reading Luke Fox, who's coming up later on here on the program uh, we saw John Tavares miss five or six minutes in the first period. He did come back. He grimaced. We saw it on TV. He tweaked his ankle in the first period. He wanted to make sure he was okay to finish the game. Says he feels fine, but certainly something to document. A four-game week coming. The Maple Leafs are busy this upcoming week, or it starts Monday night against Florida. Yeah, they are very busy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, games come fast and furious, but they've had the break and they've been spaced out. They haven't had a lot of back-to-backs. Hey, Ottawa had a back-to-back. Keep in mind, because we heard a lot about it from yeah. Mike Babcock and company earlier on when the Leafs did, and the other team was rested. So tonight, you know, Ottawa had a pretty good battle last night, and uh, and that may have impacted things the last half of the third period. And that I'm looking forward to. I just like the way the team's playing. I think the team is relishing the challenge. I think the team is understanding uh, the predicament that they collectively have put themselves in regarding the playoffs, and I think they want to rise to the challenge. In some ways. In some ways, it's good to be challenged now in the regular season rather than having challenges in the playoffs about not being able to close it out in six last year and then every year not being able to win the seventh game, at least the last three years. Well, it's one of those things, too, where I think everything is like a guest audition uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think when you look at this Maple Leafs team, and it's sort of fascinating to see the splits before Babcock and now with uh, Sheldon Keefe and the numbers. Austin Matthews leads the way with 33 points now in 28 games. Marner with 32 and 22. Nylander 29 and 28. Tavares 27 and 28. And again, Tyson Berry has 23 points in the last 28 games. You don't even notice it, Gord, but a lot of these players much different, um, you know, games. And again, Zach Hyman, another point in this game. Remarkably, he has 22 points in the last 23 games. So I think that the Leafs could use that to their benefit come the Stanley Cup playoffs. There are so many weapons up and down this lineup. If they ever can get their t- their bottom six playing consistently as well, they're going to be a tough out. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt you've got your concerns. I think they're, they're fair concerns when it comes to the back end. I'd love to see this team, if they can, add at least one more defenseman. But you, you got to feel positive about this Maple Leafs team right now. Granted, you know, they went through a little blip. They got questioned a bit by their head coach. And I, sometimes I think constructive criticism is important, especially for a young team. And I like the response here. You come out of the break with three consecutive wins. Doesn't matter if you get the job done. The first two, uh, way more prettier than this one against Ottawa. But a win is a win, as I talked about off the top of the program. And we got set for for Florida. Like, you, you got to take care of business here over the next little while. Yeah, and again, to go back, the adversity part as yeah. well. This is, a, this is a young team that really hasn't had much regular season adversity the last few years. And so, uh, again, I'm looking at that as a positive Still waiting for something about Casperi Capito. I was just checking Twitter. Still nothing yet, but we'll we'll find out. But the other part is tonight's game. You talk about Mitch Marner, and the and we mentioned that he gets a power play opportunity in overtime, and Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander are out there. And the Matthews Marner line in particular, and they got going the last ten minutes, but they didn't. They weren't going the first fifty. But you know what? As long as they're making the effort, and they really were. I give the Ottawa Senators credit about neutralizing yeah. that line mostly. Sheldon Keefe didn't overcoach it. He just puts them out there. He goes, hey, these guys can kick ass. It'll just be a matter of time. So it's not about I'm going to make a statement and bench these guys exactly. and cut their ice time. You know, no, we need a goal. And these are the best guys to have on the ice, even though, I mean, well, I think I think they had something like, as a line, had two or three shots after two periods. I mean, they, and none of them would have been scoring chances. So I like that at the end of the day, just don't be too cute. 
these are the if it, your best chances with these guys, and they came through. Instilling the belief for sure. While we have some time, while we wait for Luke Fox, we've noticed here in the Sheldon Keefe era, he he talks uh, way later than Mike Babcock did. Babcock was in and out of the of the rink, but um, let's go around the rinks and and see what else is happening here, Gorda. Uh, As we scoreboard watch, yeah, and, and you know it's sort of intriguing too. So we get the Battle of Alberta. We talked about this on Thursday night. We're a minute and five seconds into this one in Calgary. It is 2-0 for the Oilers. Guess who just scored for Edmonton? Public enemy number one in Calgary, Zach Cassian. Well, wouldn't you know, just last game, we thought, yeah, we, it was one nothing Calgary yeah. after a minute. We thought Matthew Kachuk had scored, but it was actually, uh, he was in on it, but he didn't score. And yeah. Cassian Boy, just nice went play. shelf. Cassian, the new contract. and uh, Right I, to I'm, the legs. So I don't know what the point, like what's left anyway. Just the intensity of being, be physical. But being good battles, I mean, is there is there any payback to Giordano for what I happened with David? Totally, it's and totally, be. and and you got to respect the kind of player he is, and he spoke with such passion on that feature. Like he just, Connor McDavid goes at a ridiculous pace, and it was unfortunate his leg getting out a bit, and it could have been a lot worse. But anyway, as far as out of town scores go, you would have thought no score because they're not even two minutes into it. But oh, Contreras, Nick says it's two nothing. Edmonton. Uh, meanwhile, Gila River Arena in Arizona, what they seven nine and two with Taylor Hall in that lineup. Just something off of the Coyotes. It's two two midway through the third period against Chicago. Give the Coyotes some credit. They were down two nothing in this game. Brandon Saad has four goals in four games since returning from injury. It helps when you're playing with Patrick Kane. But Connor Garland, his seventeenth of the year at eighteen twenty, the second period has tied it up there. Uh, the aforementioned Boston Bruins uh, in the driver's seat for sure in uh, St. Paul up 4 nothing. 13 minutes or so remaining in the third period there. Uh, the Golden Knights have just scored to make it 2 nothing. You talk about teams just can't get going this year. The Nashville Predators, Nikolai Wad just scored his third of the year from Ryan Reeves, so it's 2 nothing Vegas. They've dominated that game, by the way, the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I can't put my finger on Nashville this year, Gord. Well, they have two wins in a row, and they're not yeah. in the dire straits to say the San Jose Sharks are. I thought, you know, Nick... Their big game was when, after losing to Toronto, and we we were on the air the next next night about the Nashville the Washington game when they blew a lead, three one lead, but came back and beat the Washington Capitals in Washington. That isn't easy to do. So we we've got our first Keefism. Okay. Kapanen scratch because of internal accountability. Wow. Is what he, has what he been, in the blue moon? Did he steal a stapler or something like that, or his <laughs> office supplies? <laughs> Boy, oh boy, he got caught. Someone what, in the, his what, car. Are, what in the good name of Brennan Bell does that mean? Uh, well, you know something? Brendan Shanahan a few years ago, like that, you know, this one, I'm trying to think other ones, and let's, let's try to get some other ones that come to mind. I don't know, but uh, just about the Nazem Carity is the one I'm going to bring up. That that was very public, and it was a three-game team suspension. It was a suspension yeah. for three games by the team internally. And Nazem Kadri, to his credit, really responded. Like, it lit a fire under him. It could have gone one of two ways. So, I mean, that one was a big one because it was a, kind of a macro cosm of whatever, whatever Kasperi Kaplan. Well, Kasperi Kaplan, it's, it's, that's a good message because he was hurt. He's slow coming back. And, you know, you weren't playing your A game. So, I don't know what the internal, you know, the internal accountability is. And I don't, do we find out when Sheldon keeps fire, is fired in five years like we did <laughs> the thing with Mitch Marner and about, you know, evaluating the players? But good on Sheldon Keefe. Let's get to our investigative reporter. We go now to Scotiabank Arena where we're joined by Luke Fox of sportsnet.ca. Luke, to you, uh, what in the blue moon does internal accountability mean? I don't know. He was, uh, <laughs> Sheldon Keefe was, was purposely vague. I mean, anything I say would be, would be speculation. It sounded like it's something. it wasn't something that happened right before game time, though. It's not as if he showed up late for tonight's game and, that, and they made a, you know, a, a quick decision that way. It sounded like something that happened yesterday or something they found out about yesterday and he slept on it, uh, had a conversation with, with Kapanen. I asked Sheldon how Kapanen took the news and he refused to answer. He kind of put it back on the player and kind of said, you know, Kapanen can, can provide details for you guys next time he's available. So I think it's a bit of a wrist slap, kind of like, this isn't my problem. I'll let the player face the heat for this. Um, so, yeah, yeah, details are scarce. Internal accountability. So it's kind <laughs> of, let, it forces the mind to wander, right? It could be as simple as, as showing up late for a meeting or it could be something more serious. We don't know. Um, but it, it was interesting that, you know, when I, when I reached out to the team um, after the 
Kapanen was absent for um, for warm-ups that they said right away that it wasn't injury-related. And um, obviously he was in the building watching with McKayev and the other scratches. So, uh, you know, I know Twitter loved to immediately jump to the conclusion that he was traded. But yeah, I thought he was on the world. Yeah, something else going on. But the timing is interesting because we are less than a month and, and his name has been out there. So, um, you know, maybe this will give his head a shake. And, and maybe, like I heard you guys saying with Caudry a few years back, maybe maybe this is a bit of a kick in the pants he needs to uh, to get going here. Yeah, and, and, you know, good on Leafs supporting because if you're playing the game that he's out there in trade talks, you wouldn't, you might not want to do this because it could diminish trade value right now. Just, you know, people thinking, okay, he's had a problem. He had a problem there. They might want to get rid of him. But, I mean, that's for Kyle Dubas to see negotiate and see what he wants to do or not do. Can you remember other guys, though, as I brought up Nazem Kadri, who I said I, I give credit, responded. And, by the way, I do hope that Kapanen just – is upfront about things. I mean, I know we're being nosy in that, but I respect a player. That's that our job, Gord. I know, but I respect a player that would just say, "Hey, here's the scoop." And I think the team's kind of leaving it to him, and we'll move on from that and whatever, and uh, and life goes on. But I don't remember this happening like very often. Do you? Do you, Luke, at all? Like just whether it's Babcock or Sheldon Keith in recent years? Uh, I can't. No, I, I don't. I think I think Kadri's probably the the most recent that that I can remember. I mean, I know what's happened with. There was a couple of years back, I think Ovechkin got a healthy scratch for showing up late. And um, I thought that was a, a really bold move, you know, to, to do that with a superstar. But it's kind of just an example of club rules are club rules, and there's no exceptions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kapanen's one of those guys that he hasn't quite found a fit. He's been juggled and had, like, pretty much every centerman. Um, this year, and he hasn't quite found his groove. His numbers aren't aren't horrible by any means, uh, and he's had some some games where he's looked absolutely fantastic, but then he's had some games where where he's disappeared. Um, but this isn't performance based. This is something. This is something different. So, um, yeah, it, it's a bit of a head scratcher. It's it's kind of it's going to keep the. Rumor real running, I guess, until we get a chance to talk to Cappy. <laughs> yeah, he'll be traded about 23 times between uh, now and tomorrow morning uh, with Luke Fox of SportsCent.ca to the game. A 2-1 OT win. Mitch Marner, the power play winner, wasn't pretty by any stretch, but they got the job done. How would you break this down? Like, Was it the Maple Leafs not playing up to, the, up to their abilities, or do we have to give Ottawa a lot of credit? Because I feel the latter a bit. Yeah, give Ottawa some credit. I, I think, you know, DJ Smith knows this team well. Tavares was talking about how well they did through the neutral zone, you know, kind of clogging it up. Um, and, and I was impressed. It, it was like Mitch Marner as well kind of said, this is the kind of game we expected. This is the kind of game our coaches prepared us for. We knew it would be a, a quote-unquote boring game. And, you know, 2-1, there, it did pick up in the last five minutes. But I think both goalies played well. I mean, it, it could have easily been a 4-3 game. I thought Craig Anderson was absolutely fantastic. I mean, William Nylander had a, a ton of gorgeous chances. Uh, on the other end, I, thought, I think Hutchison gave a brilliant performance. There was, there was more than uh, – he faced more than his share of odd man rushes and a couple partial breakaways. Uh, Duclair got in on him. Uh, Brady, Brady Kachuk had a couple chances. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a – I would sum it up as, you know, good goaltending on both sides and kind of a, a little more um, clogged up neutral zone type game, whether there was, you know, once teams got in the zone and got set up, both teams were pretty good about keeping the uh, the opposition to the outside. Um, so I, I think it's actually a really good win for the Leafs. I think it's good for them to win some 2-1 games and not some 5-3 some games. Yeah, and, and Luke, I, I really agree with your points on the game, and I give Ottawa... A lot of marks were shutting down the Matthews-Marner line for a huge chunk of the game, but then they got going at the end. It was pretty exciting late in the third period. But also, I like in overtime when they get the power play opportunity. You know what? Sheldon Keith, that's the four guys he puts out there. And I probably think he wanted to light a cigar and open a beer too and just, yeah, hey, guys, go out there. We're just going to watch, okay? Yeah, no defensemen. Just yep. four forwards. Yeah. Like, just let, let him fly. And I and what I also really like is when the guy who draws the penalty, in this case Marner, also gets the winner. Um, you know, it just kind of shows you all the things he can do. And and you knew it was coming. Once they gave uh, Tyson Berry an interference call in overtime, you knew that, that if there was an opportunity, a makeup call was going the other way. And the difference is Toronto has way better finishers than Ottawa does. And that's the difference. These are the types of games that they should win, it, you know. Uh, they didn't get an even-strength goal, so credit Ottawa for that. Both their goals came on the power play. 
How much stock do you put in, in what Michael Hutchinson did tonight? I thought he was really, really solid. And as, as you know, I mean, we inch closer to the February 24th deadline here. Um, I, I think it's significant. He was actually asked if, if he thinks, uh, you know, his strong showing has any bearing on, you know, Kyle Dubas's mindset heading into the deadline. He's like, I can't think about that. I just have to focus on what I have to do. And he's going to get another start next weekend because they have a back back Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is his first start since the first week of January. And that that's tough. I mean, he came in in those relief appearances, um, in games that were already lost and ended up taking the L in both games because he gave up so, so many goals. And then the Leafs rallied a bit, um, which didn't look good on his stat line. But as far as his start, he's won four in a row now. And that includes this one where he only gave up a goal and the last one where he had a shutout. So he's kind of rounding into form when he, when he gets the start and, you know, maybe it's just the, uh, the mathematics evening out a bit because he had such a, a, a rocky start to the season. But, um, you know, maybe he is giving Dubas a little bit of pause and saying, is there really that big of an upgrade over, over Hutchison now that he's got a little bit of his confidence back? Yeah, it probably helped Freddie's record get him in the All-Star game, the one-loss record the ones yeah. he took. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I got to tell you, Luke, we'll see you down there on Monday. But uh, that's the game I'm looking forward to because, to me, I know one game, there, there's not a single game that'll make or not make the season for the Maple Leafs, but... The Florida Panthers are the rivalry. They are the dogs that they're chasing the most, and that was such a flat effort in Florida. A couple weeks ago, they'll have three games, three more meetings. Tomorrow's the first of the three remaining ones. Excuse me, Monday is, and that's the one I'm really curious to see at Scotiabank Arena. Well, they're already talking about it tonight. Um, This this is a big one because I think that was absolutely their worst performance all season. Uh, Zach Hyman said it was an embarrassment um, when I was talking to him yesterday. So I think I think they'll be geared up for that one, and then Freddie will be well rested. He'll be starting that one, and you know it's it's a proverbial four point game. And I think Florida will be ready for that one because they lost to Montreal. So uh, I think both teams will come ready to play. It should be a good one. Luke, excellent job. Appreciate this, and we'll talk a week from now. Okay. Okay. Find out the cat. What's going on with Captain for me, please? Um, We're on it. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> There's Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. So. Uh, Internal accountability is what the uh, the verbiage used by one Sheldon Keefe post game, and your guess is as good as mine, Gord Stelic, as to what in the hell that means. I don't know. Does he does he have to go to the? Is there a human resources person he's got to go up to? They probably wandering the halls. Going, you know, if it was me, and I want to speculate, this team was in Nashville. I don't know if you've ever been to Laura Broadway. That's all. Like I'll you're say. always big, the party animal. <laughs> you, you, and you know, and hey, because I'm this age, I know these it guys. Could, it could be curfew related. Yeah. It could be late. Could be a for variety of things. To be honest, you know? so but um, automatically, I do think to that like guys partying and. So I'll leave well, it you don't have to I'll party to be that. late, but whatever. I'll leave Who it knows what? Yeah. Well, usually if you're partying, there's more than one guy. Yeah. You know, just I'm just well, saying. I don't that. know. I went not, to, I'm not I just trying to throw guys under the bus. I went to Cuba by myself. Yeah, but uh, one man with, band. Well, if you're with the team, though, trust me, there's usually more than one person <laughs> out. El Gordo knows. El Gordo does know. Let's hear who else knows. His name is uh, Sheldon Keefe. It's going to come at you the way it did. It did, but you found a way to win the game. Yeah, I thought we'd stay with it. I mean, we knew it was going to be a very hard game, and it was. I mean, they, they played extremely hard. Credit to them. Uh, credit to the plan that they put in place. Credit to how they stuck with it and how hard they competed here in a back-to-back game for them. It was it was clear that this game was important to, to their group and, and how they played. Uh, you know, it was important to us as well, and I thought we'd stay with it. It wasn't an easy day for us. Uh, ultimately, found a way to make sure we got the one point, and then in overtime, being what it is, a bit of an adventure, but... You know, I thought that uh, our, our special teams, both at, in regulation and in overtime, obviously, were very good. So hats off to them. Hats off to uh, uh, Dave Axel and uh, Paul McFarland for the work that they did in our timeouts to get our team set. Uh, so it was really good in that sense that we were able to get the two points that we know we needed. Why was the cabinet scratched tonight? So internal accountability is really what it is. You guys have got a chance to talk to them I think, uh, when we get together again on Monday. Is it a one-time thing, or is this something that's yeah, one-time thing? When did you know that that was going to be the case? Uh, we had chatted about it yesterday a little bit, and then uh, made our decision. I wanted to sleep on it, and talk. We met with Cappy this morning, and, and then uh, made a decision and went from there. You, you guys will get a chance to talk to Cappy on Monday. How do you take the news? The news scratch. You know, I, I think you guys will get a chance to talk about it. You know, we'll we'll uh, work our way through it. I think we'll try to keep the focus on the game tonight. 
How do you feel Jason did with more time, obviously, seemed to respond well? I thought he was excellent. Uh, clearly had a little extra jump here today. Uh, it was a big time goal that he scored. Uh, got an opportunity there. It was clear he wasn't going to make, uh, or he wasn't going to miss on that one. So that was really good to see. And he had some other chances. Uh, he had a lot of jump. Uh, was really happy with how he responded to that opportunity. How do you feel, Hutchinson? Looked? Just another step in his progression. Yeah, I would say that absolutely. Sharp, confident. Uh, we had breakdowns today, and he was there even sometimes when we had a couple, they had a couple of looks, whether it was getting him behind us on a breakaway or a two-on-one, and they didn't quite get a shot off. But he was out in the top of his crease. He's confident. He's aggressive. Um, he just looked like he was out, out there to win a game for us. That's what you want to see. A lot of hockey you played, but how big is this given the Florida loss today? You know, you have them coming in here on Monday night now. Well, there, there is a lot of hockey to be played, so I think it's a little early for us to be focused much on what's happening outside of our building. But, uh, you know, they're going to be coming in here on Monday, and um, we certainly know that we didn't like the way that we played and the result that we got when we were out there. So we know we have to be a whole lot better here and on Monday, and we're excited about a chance to play in what is, you know, for us a really important game. What's it say about Mitch's hockey sense that in that scenario with all the talent on the ice, he knows to shoot in over time? Yeah, it says a lot. It also it was part of the plan that Farley put in place, to be honest. Just we knew that they were going to uh, make things pretty hard on uh, on our shooters. We were with Willie and uh, Maddie on the sides and thought there might be a lane there, whether it was for, Matt, uh, for Mitch to shoot or to look for, for John at the bottom. Um, yeah, but he sensed the lane and uh, made good on it and probably, probably caught them off guard a little bit. All right, there you have it. These sentiments from uh, Sheldon Keefe, who improves to 19-7-3. and three. Really did not want to talk about that. No, uh, but you just were back there. So you and Kyle Norris, some detective work, figuring out where they were Thursday. They were in Dallas. Yeah, so you wanted they to... stayed th- over. So I, I wouldn't... If the, if it was something related to that... Who knows? I would, well, I know. I, I know. shouldn't speculate, But, but I will say that years ago, and I got to say it was a big game, and, and I was pissed because uh, a bunch of guys, as my, my time as general manager, and... Four anyway. It was in Chicago. Broke curfew. Of course, Boria Somming. But what do you do with him? He's he's all he's just, famer. He's just a legend. He, just <laughs> he handled it. But then there were a couple others. We had a terrible game that night. But it was one guy. He still had the stamp from the bar on. Right? Like, <laughs> Did he take move. a shower? <laughs> dumb move. And it was a guy. So he ended up. He he was marginal with our team anyway. So it was the impetus that we sent him back to the American Hockey League. And his agent called. And just to find out, kind of being being aggressive, and I just said, because the guy had had a reputation of it, and I just said, hey, he broke curfew again. And that was it. The agent just said, okay. It's yeah. fa- you know, it's fascinating that Keith's going to put this on Kapanen. So it's up to Kapanen and his camp if they want to comment on it, though, right? They should. Absolutely. Get ahead, get ahead of the story. I mean, it's not like, it's 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 relatively societally a minor thing, and Sheldon Keith's just leaving it for, yeah. like the Nassim Kadri thing had more intrigue. You know, you know basically they threw, the they, they threw there, a yes. pile there. I know, but it, uh. it was a toxic environment. There was a bad leadership group, and they they corrected a lot of those ills. And guys like Tyler Bozak, James Van Riemsdyk, you know, Dion Phaneuf, Jake Gardner, who are all good guys, were part of that group, and yeah. they actually are good guys. And when they scrambled the group a little bit more, you know, everyone – the, the right kind of leadership was in place and it was a more nurturing environment for everybody. Look, I'll say that it's unfair for me to speculate that it's a partying thing. The Kadri thing was different. There's connecting dots with that story. I mean, we'll we'll speculate away for the next couple of days. Who knows if it'll come to fruition, what's truly happened here. But internal accountability is what they're saying when it comes to yep. Kasperi Captain. He was a scratch. Maybe a light, lights a fire under him. If we see him back against Florida on, on Monday, you take him in daily fantasy hockey. Well, that, that's that's the part you respect about yeah. people. You know, you the fantasy hockey thing, I'm not so sure, but you can do all that. <laughs> but that's the part you respect about people that respond that way. Hey, the Dallas Stars, when uh, when their president lit a fire under them and they didn't Jimmy take Lights. A, yeah, and they, did, they didn't, you know, they didn't, they, they, for a few minutes, they felt rage, Ben and Sagan, but then they just went about it and they made the playoffs. Calgary just scored, by the way. Uh, who is that? Can't think of the player right now. Didn't see his, I think it's, I'm not sure, and I'm not sure if Kachuk drew the penalty earlier. They're just on the power play. I think the power play just ended, but they were on a power play, and I'm not sure if Kachuk drew the penalty. Is that Buddy Robinson or Eric? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's a recent call-up for the Calgary Flames, a 2-1 hockey game. They actually got some muscle. They called up muscle to play Edmonton the last couple games, so this is what's happening. 2-1 in that one. We're going to hit the break or final one of the night. 
Other side, we're going to bounce around the NHL. Again, things are starting to get pivotal. We move into the month of February now, the trade deadline 23 days away. Next thing you know, it's going to be the stretch drive to the Stanley Cup playoffs. You don't want to miss a thing. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. Again, Maple Leafs winning 2-1 in OT. Mitch Marner, the hero in overtime on the power play. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Hyman gets the puck back to the blue line. It comes to Spezza and a shot scores! Jason Spezza with a bullet from the right wing side and the Maple Leafs tie the game on the power play. The eighth of the season for Jason Spezza in game one with the Maple Leafs against his former team, the Ottawa Senators. It has to feel good. The Maple Leafs win it 2-1 in OT on a goal by Mitch Marner against the Sens. That's three in a row out of the All-Star break slash bye week. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, it's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you breaking it down at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic where you can follow along via Twitter. A uh, pretty good first period by the looks of things uh, in Calgary right now. I believe our guy Buddy Robinson has a scrap to his name as well. Connor McDavid just scored a goal. It's 3-1 in that one, so I can't wait to get home and watch the rest <laughs> of that one. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. And fantasy-wise, you may have already mentioned it, but Montreal winning over Florida 4 yeah. nothing. Jeff Petrie got four points. Big, like, big wow. afternoon for Jeff Petrie, and it's sort yeah. of fascinating because um, Shea Weber had that unbelievable start offensively. Now Jeff Petrie's been sort of the guy on the back end power play-wise lately. And again, as we think about buyers and sellers, the biggest win, the team that needed the most, Winnipeg Jets beat St. Louis. I mean, that was huge. That yeah. was, a, yeah, that was, that was, uh, and Brian Burke talked about it tonight on Hockey Night in Canada, just so they, they got a homestand now, and then they'll have to figure out, and boy, to think the Winnipeg Jets... Even, even the slightest likelihood they could be sellers was implausible at the start of the year. So, anyway, we'll still see what gives, but that's a big win for them tonight over St. Louis. Good little tilt here. Buddy Robinson, an assist away from the Gordie Alhatchik, by the way, Gordy. So, uh, keep tabs on that as we go forward. Scrapping J.J. Kara. So, it's 3-1 in that game for Edmonton. Uh, we'll bounce around the league in mere moments. Let's go inside the locker room first. We'll hear from uh, John Tavares again. Tweaked his ankle in the first period. Here were his thoughts on this 2-1 OT win against Ottawa. Asking Mitch what it means to win a game of that nature, given how this team can often win 5-1, 5-2 on many nights. Yeah, I think we had a good idea of what they were going to throw at us. And, you know, they do they do a pretty good job in the neutral zone. I think we, we knew that uh, pre-scouting coming in. Um, you know, they forced a lot of dumps and challenged teams at their own line. So uh, they got good transition the other way. Obviously, uh, some guys that can, that can uh, hurt you um, in those opportunities. So we just tried to stay patient. Um, Obviously, we'd love to have gotten a few more, and but uh, you just got to stay with it. We earned our opportunities and a couple big uh, power play goals. John, no matter the opponent, how important are these tight wins in a one-goal game, knowing that you're probably going to have a few of them down the stretch here? Uh, yeah, I think we, we obviously just want to continue to, to build on a, uh, the way we responded after the break. Um, just the attention uh, to detail uh, consistently over 60 minutes without the puck and especially um, being smart at the right times in the right areas. We're still wanting to, you know, obviously be dynamic, control possession, and, and create opportunities. So, um, yeah, there's going to be nights where uh, it's tighter and there's not as not as much going on, or pucks just uh, uh, aren't aren't sliding like the way they are. They're bouncing at times and and uh, uh, playing a team that's really trying to frustrate you and, and slow you down. So, um, yeah, just good to stay composed and stay with it and and whatever whatever throw throw our way. I think we want to obviously find a way to handle it, uh, especially uh, with 30 games left. The outstanding Oakvillian, the captain of the Maple Leafs, John Tavares, after a 2-1 OT win here against the Ottawa Senators. And again, uh, the Maple Leafs get set for the Florida Panthers coming up on Monday night. We'll see what uh, if Kasperi Kapanen plays in that game. Again, internal accountability, Gord. Yes, and Tavares played just under 18 minutes. So even though he missed about six minutes or so, he played a ton. He hasn't been scoring big time of late either. So maybe Monday, with or without Kapanen in the lineup, uh, Johnny T, who, who does always does the other thing. So you, you can never quibble in the slightest the complete game, but maybe the offense gets going again. I love this market too, because JT, I know somebody went over it on social media a couple of days back that John Tavares like would be like 13th in terms of teams leading scorer, but not the Maple Leafs. He's got like a point per game in the last 20. But again, when you're under the microscope here in Toronto, you better get like two points a game. Uh, let's bounce around the league quickly. Again, a lot of games with implications to the Leafs and bearing in the standings. Boston ends up winning six, one in St. Paul. So that's a final 
Uh, Vegas, Marc-Andre Fleury, the shutout, 3-0 against Nashville. Winnipeg, as you mentioned, a massive two points. Sputtering St. Louis Blues, a 5-2 win for Winnipeg on home ice. Philly wins 6-3 against Colorado on home ice. The Devils lose 3-2 to the Dallas Stars in OT. Joe Pavelski, big goal for him. The New York Rangers blank the Detroit Red Wings 1-0. Henrik Lundqvist, 33 saves in that game. The Leafs have the Rangers next weekend, so keep note of that. And the one we've all been watching today, Montreal 4-0 over the Florida Panthers, who the Leafs play on Monday. Yeah, and we'll look forward. That game, of course, will be on Sports at 590. The fan, we do start equating. We just talked earlier about the Winnipeg just about being buyers, traders. And I would think... Yeah. Even though it's uh, Kasperi Kapanen was not traded for Matthew Dumba, like a lot of people <laughs> speculated, this loss tonight nails more the Minnesota Wild. You know, they got to do one or the other. And they made the playoffs so many years and would have a first-round success and what have you. But they're, they're, in the, they're one of the Midland teams now, and you got to be one or the other. So I think this will help Bill Guerin, who's done a great job, along with our buddy Bruce Boudreau, of riding the ship there, of, of looking to become sellers more in that direction. And Chris Kreider getting injured for the New York Rangers. They win one nothing. And it looked like it could be a significant injury. They're saying day-to-day right now. Significantly uh, day-to-day, yes. Yes, yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, they yeah. say day-to-day. It could be week-to-week. Let's not forget hashtag asset protection. They're trying to keep Kreider in the trade conversation. Also, the Jason Zucker family just wants some clarity one way or another. This guy is in the trade. It's yeah. 15 times on the last couple of years. I think he's been traded a couple of times, too. But he he's back in the rumor mill. Pittsburgh's involved there. So we'll see what happens. Other winners today, Buffalo game. Gord is at an OT. Jack Eichel, who else scores the goal? Vancouver wins an OT against the Islanders. And a game's happening right now early on in L.A. Kings and Ducks 0-0. Flames down 3-1 to Edmonton. And Chicago 2-2 with Arizona late in overtime there, Gord. I'm pumped up for a Monday night. Well, hopefully you go out tonight and there's no internal <laughs> accountability. Yeah, and you Gord's going to bring it up on Monday. Monday's game, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be me and somebody else. But I assume you're always you're always a professional broadcaster. I am. Uh, but the story of my life is internal accountability. We'll put it at that. Uh, many thanks to Kyle Norris, uh, Josh Santos, J.R. Manitad for their help behind the scenes. Again, the Maple Leafs 2-1 OT win behind a power play goal from Mitch Marner, his 14th of the season. For Gord Stalick, I'm Nick Alberga, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. Bob Nanya, fan. Take care.